Welcome to the Pod More Get Better podcast. I'm Tony Johnson. With me is Will Sandstead. Today is Sunday, October 6th, Sunday, October 13th, Sunday, October 20th, and really Monday, October 28th. It's been a little while since we've been with uh, our listeners here. Yeah. Well, back to the future, you can say. Yeah. Holy so cow. We've got a lot. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, I'm gonna crack uh, the Green Mountains here. This is a diet green tea citrus, thanks to Andy Fox. Uh, I'm on uh, coaching duty tonight, so I'll be uh, keeping it non-alcoholic. What type of coaching? Volleyball. Ooh. Coaching you... uh, nine and ten-year-olds. Oh, uh, I, I thought you were gonna say Al Jazz. Hmm. Trying to no work on his beach volleyball game. Oh yeah, I mean I, no, he's already uh, very Val Kilmer-esque. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Blue Mountains here, Tony. Okay, you've, and I see you've uh, you've loaded up for a long podcast here. We've got multiple Blue Mountains in the queue. Yeah, multiple uh, silver bullets here going. Uh, we just kind of had some fun. We're uh, joined by Andy Fox and Kenneth Lay Lives, Mike Serwa, and Tony struggled to find a non-alcoholic drink here in the bunker. We got three <laughs> refrigerators, and he went through all three. And yeah, finally I, found something. I could have maybe grabbed one of those Red Solo cups and gone down to the bathroom and gotten some water out of the faucet but uh too long of a walk yeah so, so tony, i got the green tea tony it's been a while it has been a while we've confirmed it's monday october 28th 2019 yes. we're back you've had family stuff i've had girlfriend family stuff golfing late we've had some nice fall days here what? family trips state parks stuff like that and a, a lot has happened obviously since the last time we were on it and that's one of the reasons i think you know when this time of year Mm-hmm. New courses, the new courses time of year. When I'm when I'm here at the bunker, I want to be learning the new courses. Yeah, and uh, I've gotten already bored of them enough that uh, <laughs> that uh, I don't need to I don't need to play them every time I come here. And actually, uh, play a little closest to the pin, a little events mode. We'll talk about all of these things. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we owe you guys some course breakdown podcast. We'll give some extremely brief. Uh, ideas on the on the courses so far, uh, but then we'll have little podcasts with each course down, course broke down individually because we want to be able to put that on goldenteafan.com. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of stuff that's been going on. Tony, you kind of touched on it. Uh, I think the biggest thing we should probably catch up first of all is the last two tournaments. We had yes, a power events tournament down in Richmond, the last NIV tournament, uh, last tournament RIP Baja Bean. And uh, the TLC, let's uh, let's kick it off over here with Richmond. So stop number five, second to last one of the year. We got Austin, Texas coming up. Yep. First time in this location. Uh, first week in December coming up. Uh, Richmond, huge turnout. Yeah, which well, was, it was 120, a little over, no. Because they had to have like a fourth bracket. So it must have been like 131 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just over 128. Pretty insane. Another, Bracket on top of the 64 pink. So, uh, Al Jazz, welcome. We're podcasting. Hey, yeah, there we got go. Got the fancy mic this week. Whoa. Yeah, we're, uh, we're trying out CJ's mic. He said he was going to be here approximately 2 p.m., so he's only about 45 minutes late. Uh, kicking it back to Richmond. Power events stop number five. Brings back good memories for Al Jazz. Uh, first place, David Duncan. Second place, Brian Bernhardt. Third place, Putts, Paul Taylor, uh, which was kind of interesting. I, I felt like we hadn't seen him on the leaderboards for a couple months there, Tony. Yeah, he likes to sneak attack us, especially at the beginning of the year. Yeah, and then all of a sudden new courses come out, bam. Uh, I know he's had a pretty good history down at Richmond as well. I think he took a first or second last year. He won year. it last year, yeah. Yeah, and followed up in fourth place by Jared Decker, second place man at wor- at the World Championships. Uh, and then we had a couple big names coming in fifth six, but that was a that was a deep field, a lot of people there. Fifth six was Mark Stenmark 
and Mark the Mouth McClevich. Yeah, I mean, I, I was uh, disappointed I had to miss it this year. Uh, we had family stuff going on, and for two reasons. One, I, lo- I love that first tournament of the year with the new courses. Yeah. Uh, where everyone's still kind of learning them. Uh, not everybody knows all the shots yet. Um, it's kind of like if we played a tournament right after the new tee boxes came out. But, uh, and also, uh, it was the, you know, the, the finale of 18 consecutive years in Richmond. Um, and so it was, I was sad that I had to miss that. But luckily, I was able to make it to it last year. Yeah, so it sounds like F.A.'s restaurant, Baja Bean, it sounded like it, it just wasn't financially viable in terms of what they were trying to do with like the economic development around that area, yeah, rent prices, rent a bunch of bunch of stuff, stuff like that. that. Which, as a businessman, those are choices you got to make uh, yep. for the Golden Tee community. Absolutely sucks, but in terms of taking care of himself, uh, you got to do what's best for your family. And speaking of family, I think the Golden Tee family pulled together pretty huge for this. Yeah. So uh, as a as a send off for for Jeff, we wanted to you know show him. Uh, all of our appreciation uh, for him supporting Golden Tee over the year. And so we all got together and we got him a trip to Chicago to visit his daughter who's in college there uh, and also go to the football game and just have a great weekend on the Golden Tee community. So we definitely want to thank all the people that contributed uh, money to that and uh, saw a couple pictures on on, uh, Jeff's Facebook page and uh, looked like a great time. So I'm glad we were all able to do that. And... uh, Show them how much we appreciate. Yeah, I think there was a steakhouse involved too. I think uh, I I think he got to roll to a steakhouse. So uh, super cool. You know, we talk about the Golden Tee community trying to do things for the players, the people who support the game, and so forth. You look at you know Jordan Scott, people contributing for him to get a home machine. Uh, Just really exciting stuff. It's a really cool community. Uh, I think it just reinforces what we've been saying, and so many others say all the time, is that you have to go to these tournaments, you have to meet these people. It's not. You know, not terribly clicky or anything like that. Everyone, you know, at this stage in their life, it seems like, you know, is taking time away from their family, friends to go to these tournaments. And it's just a great time to play Golden Tee, drink some beer, watch some sports, do whatever. Yeah, definitely. So uh, not too many, not too long after the Richmond tournament, uh, I think a couple of the, the biggest names, a few of the biggest names weren't able to go because, again, family stuff. And, and there was another another very big tournament just two weekends after Richmond, yeah. which was the uh, TOC. Um, and that was in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Madison, I Mad- believe. Yeah. I knew it was Madison. I just said the wrong. There yeah. are all those Wisconsin cities are the same to me. Yeah, there are like four they, big Wisconsin cities. That's about it. Yeah, they just eat cheese and get drunk. <laughs> Uh, but TOC, so the results from TOC, uh, Stenmark got back on the winning side of things. Woo! Tough showing in Richmond, got back with a big payday at uh, the TOC. Uh, Haas got second. Eddie G with the top three. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie G. G appearance, good to see. And GVK came in fourth. And the winner of the purple bracket, or the B bracket, or whatever we're calling it, yeah. uh, was Todd Clark. So Todd Clark is the winner of the first... Uh, world Championship pass for 2020, which means there must be a World Championships in 2020. You're damn right. Yeah, that's great. Great news. Yeah, we got a we're, breaking we're, news. Al is very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Al We got a silver bracket spot carved out for you. Um, yeah, we got some uh, we got some 2019 paraphernalia uh, from the World Championship, which was graciously shipped from Las Vegas directly to the Banger Bunker. Uh, I still owe that person. Uh, some extra shipping costs in that, oh. uh, and some beers. So super cool about that. TLC, Richmond, and 
Steve Sobel, Paige Gossett, Russ Layton released the 2020 Power Events Golden Tee Tour schedule. And we've already been talking about, uh, Will, you sent me some flight information for Orlando. I'm not going to be able to make Orlando. I, I know that I already actually have plans that weekend. Uh, but uh, certainly trying to line up my plans for, for at least the early part of 2020 to make sure that I can get to a couple of these tournaments. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking back at this uh, 2019 Power Events Golden Tee Tour golf schedule and a little disappointed I didn't make it to more because obviously with the upcoming Austin tournament at the start of December, they have the top 32, you know, top gun and little gun. If yep. you've been to these events, you've participated, made the cut, maybe, you know, you get power events points and all of a sudden you're in a free roll on Saturday night. Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah. Jeez, they all blur together. <laughs> how, how does that happen? I wonder. So they're going to put on the Top Gun event, Little Gun event, and Little Gun event winner Austin also gets a world pass, similar to TOC. So, and 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 you know, you talking about it being a free roll event. First of all, the event, uh, the the Houston events uh, have always been great. I've always had a good time. I, I've made it to quite a few of them. Uh, I'm sure Austin will be great as well this year. Uh, venue looks awesome, huge. Uh, the, uh, we're looking forward to the house that the Minnesota guys have rented, so that yes. should be a good time as well. Minnesota uh, guys minus Andy Fox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he bailed on us. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so anyway, the, the tournament's always a good time, and every almost every tournament I've ever been to has been a great time. Uh, but then also you mentioned the free roll, and that's that's a huge part. It, it's a huge financial yeah. reason to make sure you can get there because, I mean, I I I think I got fifth, sixth in the Top Gun last year, and I think it was like. Five or six hundred bucks. Yeah, that's, it's like, that's super cool. I mean, and you're, there's no entry fee. It's just they they take a, a small percentage of the entry fees throughout the whole year and, and apply it to the to the end of the year championships and and uh, yeah, you're free rolling. So yeah, you want to be in the uh, top 32 officially, top 32 point earners. Usually that uh, goes down a little bit because some of the top 32 aren't able to make it to the tournament. Um, we did a in depth analysis last year when we were kind of on the bubble and um, it it seems yeah. like about the top. 42 or so, you know, 10 out of the top 40 or 42 can't can't make it, and so that tends to be about where the breakdown is. So with the 2020 schedule here, I think uh, things are pretty much staying in the same format, pretty close to the dates. Yep. Uh, so we'll go down that. So we got Orlando coming up February 6th to February 9th is stop one. Stop number two will be Sussex, Wisconsin. Just Always a blast. Yeah, right between uh, Milwaukee and Madison. Uh, that's going to be March 5th to March 8th. The Wisconsin guys always put on a good show, always a blast to hang out with them. Uh, and, and the venue, great venue. Yeah, nice, big, huge, spacious, super cool. Third stop, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, right in Power Events' backyard, which is going to be April 23rd to April 26th. And the uh, there was an announcement uh, related to that, which is that it's at a new venue. Uh, uh, large, I don't, not really a convention space, but a, a restaurant that has a huge area kind of away from the restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a bar restaurant that has a huge space that basically is going to be dedicated to the Golden Tea people. I think we're going to have our own bar in there, they said. Yeah, we so, wouldn't want any random drunks coming up during a Golden Tea event and yeah. uh, screwing up someone's backswing or anything. Yeah, yeah that'd be terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, so that, that was the news relatively recently on that. Uh, sounds like we're going back to Evansville uh, in August, so August 20th to the 23rd. Uh, the big news, uh, we've, uh, we've obviously lost Richmond off the schedule uh, with the success of the South Carolina tournament uh, that kind of fell in between, um, in between Worlds and Evansville this year. 
that is now being converted over to a PEGT event. So that will take the place of Richmond, and that will be the first weekend in October, so October 1st to 4th. Yeah, yeah uh, shout out to Chris Longino. Last year it was uh, the Carolina Clash, and yep. I think we had kind of talked about on the podcast how that would potentially be a segue to turn the Carolina Clash into the uh, power events, you know, the, the fifth stop. Yep. And uh, that has come to fruition. I think his turnout last year was low to mid-80s. Yeah, and, and for a... Uh, and it sounds like a lot of regional players as well, too. So yep. folks who uh, will actually start getting on the PGA, uh, PEGT points list, uh, getting out, seeing seeing how kind of a you know large tournament is put on. Not that last year's wasn't large, but uh, how a more formalized event. So I think this is really cool. It'd be it'd be interesting to know how many guys from that uh, Carolina Clash last year had only been ever to maybe one or two PEGT events, and now. Uh, they will almost certainly go to next year's in Carolina, and then that might kind of get them going to more. And so, just being able to grow things, uh, you know, I, I, we love Richmond, uh, but you know, the, the local player base in Richmond is not a particularly large one. It's, it's obviously a great venue, and we've been going there for years. But there's not a gigantic uh, contingent of Golden Sea guys out of the Richmond area. So, when you can get a uh, an event in a place that does have a huge local contingent. Uh, even though it didn't work in Minneapolis, um, yeah. uh, you know that's all the better. So that'll be great. And then uh, TBD, the end of your tournament. They, I'm sure they'd love to go back to Austin, but uh, who knows what happens in Austin this year? We might not be invited back. Yeah, um, it, it it sounds like the uh, the bar manager is a Golden Tee player. He's active on you know the Facebook Golden Tee fan page and so forth. Uh, really made a move with Steve to make this transition from Houston to Austin, bigger venue, uh, still good flight options. And to your point, I know compared to where the tournament venue is, there's a In and Out Burger and a What a Burger about a half mile in each direction. Yeah, huge, so absolutely huge. We've got, our, we've got our Airbnb, which is about an eight-minute drive from the venue, uh, hold, uh, holding all the Minnesota guys, except for Fox. Yes. Uh, as well as, uh, looks like Tansy, uh, Bernsey, we got all the Zs, Jazzy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Uh, Brendan Harris. Yeah, B-Man. And... Uh, like there's one other, well, the panda, of course. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we filled that baby up. We got a pool, and there. Uh, but what made me think of it was uh, we've got a Whataburger halfway in between the uh, venue yes. and uh, and the house. So that'll be fantastic. So one of the things we did here on the Podmore Get Better uh, podcast in researching, we you know got some decorations around the banger bunker here uh, from last year's World Championship. So if you just notated all those dates. You're going to see that there's a gap in there again, Tony. Yep. And we're guessing that Worlds will probably be held in late June again. I think Don and the IT team had said that they like that time of the year, the Orleans. After the first World Championship, they re-up for two more years, so this would be the final one of the contract or whatever the hell they signed. Uh, but looking at the calendar, even though this past year it was uh, June you know, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, I think they might bump it up a little, Tony, to the 19th, 20th, and 21st, and that would give a one-week layover before July 4th. July 4th next year does fall on a Saturday, mm. so I think uh, in terms of families, trips, planning, instead you know, folks being gone back-to-back weekends, uh, I think they might bump it up just a little bit, so folks would go to Vegas, be at home for a week, you know, do their family time and so forth, and then all of a sudden, 4th of July weekend. Yeah, no, that's a good thought, and I think uh, 
usually by by mid-May, we're just begging for it to get yeah, there. We're so excited for it. Mm-hmm. So uh, the earlier the better in, in my book. But uh, yeah, I think we, we're, we're almost positive it's going to be in June. Obviously, there's been no official announcements on that yet. But, uh, but I think that's a pretty good guess is that sometimes, sometime in the middle to the latest part of June. Yeah, so two years ago, field was 64 players. Yep. Six, 64 players. They expanded it by 10. To 74, and I'm hoping it gets expanding. I I hope it keeps getting expanded. The crowd this past year was way bigger than previous years. They had crowd interactions in between every qualifying course. Someone got their name drawn with the tickets that were given to uh, folks sitting in the crowd. Got a chance to come up. Some people won a hundred bucks, right? Well, yeah, I won a hundred bucks. Yeah, that was uh, super cool. But I think I think the crowd went five for five on that. Yeah, in terms of. getting inside the, the allocated distance. So that was cool. A lot of fun stuff here coming up, but not just what's coming up, but what's coming out. Will, do you have an announcement? <laughs> Golden T-Mobile. Oh, it, it Golden was, T-Mobile. I thought it was a, <laughs> it was, it was a sexual thing. No, it was... Uh, <laughs> we'd heard about Golden T-Mobile, it seems like, for what, the last year and a half, two years, and how it was going to be soon, that. and beta tested, and this and that, and... I think I think they were originally going to release it on the iPhone 4, but now that the iPhone 11 is out, they just said, "Screw it, we got to release this it's, damn thing." It's the iPhone is finally big enough that it can almost handle the all the stuff that goes on the screen. So, uh, so that was that was big news. Was, uh, we we had been the countdown was on for the last I don't know two weeks. Uh, the guys at Golden Sea were posting 13 days, 10 days, yes, 72 hours. Well, they uh, they jumped the gun a little bit last night, and uh, I, I saw think, a post at I don't know five o'clock or so. Hey, it's released. Yeah. I, so so not only is Golden Tea on Greenwich Mean Time, yeah, GT I think, Mobile. Yeah, I think I think uh, the App Store is also on Greenwich Mean Time or something. So uh, so I played it quite a bit last night. Uh, I was uh, I was watching football. I was watching T Wolves basketball, uh, and it was uh, it was a good little. Uh, Fun little second thing to do while I was watching some TV. Uh, so we want to talk about that a little bit. Will, you, you, played, you played some, but probably not quite as much as I did. Yeah, so I downloaded it to my phone, and you and I kind of talked about this before the podcast. I downloaded it to my phone, played a couple uh, events. They were like, if you remember some of the old you know, PlayStation or Xbox golf games, they'd have challenges. You get three shots, you got to hit it within a bullseye, different rings of the bullseye give you different points and so forth. So I was playing it on my phone. Tony, you said you initially started playing on your phone and then light bulb went off, iPad. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, uh, we have, uh, looks, looking at our phones here, roughly the same phone, uh, kind of in the seven or eight range uh, of iPhones. Uh, you know, it, it works on the phone, and I enjoyed it. And But like you said, at, at, at some point I was like, why am I doing this on my phone when I can be doing it on the iPad? Uh, and I enjoy not that I didn't enjoy it on the phone, I think it just made it way better on the iPad. Um, and so I put it, uh, the rest of the evening when I was playing it, I was, I was on the iPad, and I, and I liked that a lot better. Um, but I want to talk about all the different, uh, all the different events and, and, and how it's similar and how it's different than what all of our listeners are used to with... Uh, I, we need we need official names now. We've got we we can't call it golf and indoor golf because Danny Boy gets mad, right? Yes. And so so I've been calling it regular GT and GT Mobile, but regular GT is a little too presumptuous that that GT Mobile is not going to blow up and be, become the regular GT. So I think GT Mobile makes sense. But what do we what do we call regular GT now? 
I think just G- GT, GT Live. Live. Yeah. GT Live. Yeah, we got Al Jazz chiming in GT back there. GT Cash Cow. Yeah, we also had the uh, the entrance of Chris Chris Wangler. Chris Wangler. Yeah, we are. Uh, he hooked us up with a microphone that he uses to stream. Uh, luckily, he made it here. He's not in uh, the local casino jail after uh, getting a year-long ban. Yeah, there might be a sponsor coming up related yeah. to that. Yeah, banimens. Uh, CG Wangler, CJ uh, Legal Services, but uh, yeah, providing alcohol to his uh, brother who's a minor, but uh, apparently he just turned twenty-one. So, so anyway, but back to GT Mobile. There we go. GT Mobile, which is what we'll be calling it. So there's there's a few different game modes. You've got challenge mode which is what you describe where you're uh you've got uh, you've got to hit it within a ring and get a certain amount of points it, it's uh you got a red ring worth 500 points an orange ring that's worth 250 and so you have to accumulate enough points and then you pass that challenge and you move on to the next challenge um that's like a skills competition you've got campaign mode which is where that's a that's a campaign or champagne champagne mode <laughs> uh campaign mode is uh you're basically unlocking courses and unlocking holes, and so you, you, have, to, you have to score. You have to score a certain certain score better on a hole to unlock the next hole, and then uh, play all nine holes of a course uh, to unlock the next course. And so that's uh, and then and then they they have four different versions within that: um, novice, intermediate, expert, and pro. I think so. You kind of have to play them through four different times. Um, you've got contest mode, which is when you're you're playing. I won't say live. You're playing against nine other people, so it's it's ten person contests, and you're playing for kind of the virtual current currency of yep. Golden T-Mobile, which is uh, you've got silver bars and you've got gold bars, and so that's kind of their virtual currency, um, and you're and you're competing for that. And so the the silver one is you're competing for 500 silver, and it's a 10 man contest, or you're competing, uh, you're contributing 500. So it's a it's a it's a pool of 4,500. They take a little off the top. And then in the gold, the gold bars are worth more in terms of what you can get with them. And so those are 10 gold bars per person to play those. And uh, they fill pretty fast. Um, the issue with those uh, from a closing out standpoint is you've got 24 hours to play it. And so I could start it, I could start on hole one right now and I'd have 23 hours. So sometimes you're waiting for those to close. Sometimes you're not, sometimes you are. I think once, this, once the app gets downloaded enough, you'll just have contests that are kind of continuously filling they didn't quite fill that fast last night yeah so in terms of contest filling app downloads kevin don adam if you guys want to start sending you know any app download stats or whatever uh just to kind of give us a ballpark i think that'd be pretty cool we yeah you know basically have an estimation of how many golden tea live machines are out there you know within the united states i think it'd be really cool i haven't checked today in terms of like the app store for iPhones or the Google Play store to see, you know, hey, is it vaulted up in the top 20 into the top 10? I haven't pulled that up. I think that'd be really cool to kind of track that and see what kind of traction this gets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you've got any information you want to send it over, we'd have obviously be happy to share it on the podcast. Uh, the final contest mode is the Daily Nine, and that's essentially a closest to the pin competition. Um, and it's also a 10 person, so it's not, uh, you're not competing against all. Um, you know, 10,000 people on the same nine holes. It's, it's the same kind of 10-person contest. And actually, my first one hasn't even closed yet, so I don't even know what the prizes are for that. But um, but what what you do is you play hole one, and then you, the purpose of it is to kind of keep you keep you sticky on your on your device. 
that sounded gross. But <laughs> but they want you they want you to you know obviously can keep playing and so um, you play them once and then you have to wait five minutes and then you can play hole two, then you have to wait eight minutes or whatever the numbers are. So they kind of keep dragging out. So you can't just ram out all all nine holes right away. You have to you know over the course of maybe say three or four hours. Um, you don't have to be on your device that whole time. You can set it down for five minutes, come back. You can go play, play a into. campaign or a challenge yeah, yeah. mode or something, come back to it. And it gives you a little notification, too. Like, oh, uh, hole two, you can now play hole two on the Daily Nine. Um, so I, that's kind of what I, when I was playing the campaign mode a lot last night, it would give me the notification. I'd hop over to the Daily Nine, play my hole. Um, so the, and then uh, the last thing I want to talk about is, is, is the equipment. And, it, Ooh. And, it, and it's a little yes. bit different style than the golden tee that we're all used to, uh, where you, uh, you've you got, in, in quote-unquote regular golden tee, you've got gold tees, you've got balls that you buy by the dozen, um, and then uh, once and then you the only way you lose that ball and regular golden tee is by it going in the water or out of bounds or whatever. Um, and then you also have clubs, which once you buy, you have them forever. Uh, and then you have club sets, essentially. And so it, it's similar-ish here on Golden Tee Mobile. The tees, you've got three different versions of tees. You've got the bronze, the silver, and the gold. The bronze gives you like a, I don't know, one or a 2% boost on distance. The silver gives you maybe a 5% boost. And then the gold gives you maybe a 10% boost and also then allows you to move it around within the tee box area. Um, so gold tees are the most, you know, quote unquote, expensive in terms of virtual currency uh, within the game. Um, and then as you, as you play the campaign and as you do the contest and as you do the daily nine, you accumulate um, experience. And with that experience, you go up levels. And then as you just, uh, each level that you go up, you, are, you unlock something. And, and in a lot of cases, that's new clubs. And so in this case, um, they've got, you don't get whole sets. You might unlock the ability to have um, the next level up of driver or the next level up of irons or the next level up of wedges. And so you start out with the quote-unquote normal golden tee, stock equipment, the stock equipment and okay. then you get the equalizer driver, and then you get the equalizer irons, and then you get the equalizer woods. And so you kind of level up that way. Um, you know, because normal equalizer, ballista, surge, which I've gotten, I finally got the surge driver, uh, detonator, vulture, Thor, rebel, and pyro. Um, and then you also have the ability to get gold clubs, uh, which are just extra clubs in your bag. Uh, those are those you buy via uh, gold bars. Okay. Um, a one iron, a four wood, a six wood, a chipper, and a lob wedge are all available. Um, and I, I'm sure you could just straight up buy them out of the app. You could <coughs> pay your five dollars or whatever it is. Um, and those aren't clubs that take out other clubs. I don't think. I don't have any, but I assume they're just extra clubs in your bag. Um, and then finally, you've got balls, and balls are a little bit. I do. Yeah, you do two of them. Yes. Yeah, two types, or one type, two one versions. Type. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got you got balls, and the the balls are a one-time use, and they each have different uh, attributes. And so you go ahead. So. You're talking about the different balls here, and all jokes aside, when we're playing regular Golden Tee Live at our bar, at our banger bunker, wherever we're at, uh, like I typically play the Razors, the Razoids. Yep. So you're saying that you have to basically choose your ball per hole. It's not like it, it's not like it defaults to your standard ball or whatever ball you want. 
you have to specifically in each instance use that ball that you choose to? Yes. So okay. nine, for me so far, 99% of the shots I've hit have been with the stock balls. And 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 maybe as, you know, people get better and play more and they get enough virtual currency that you'd you'd use these special balls a lot more often. Um, but for me it's been almost exclusively um, the stock balls. But then you have the ability to choose a special ball for an individual shot. And so you've got uh, the Maniacs, which are, which are a, uh, like a, a higher distance ball. You've got the Snipers, which are the ones that you've seen a lot of in the, in, the, um, in the promos where it lands on the green and explodes and basically sticks where it lands. You've got the Torpedoes and the Streaks. So I, don't, I haven't used them, but my under, what I think is you've got the Streaks, which are a, a big roll ball. So if you want a big tee shot and you want it to roll out, uses the streaks and then the torpedoes are like a next step up from that so it's like a, hmm. a, a super streak if you will uh, same thing on the backspin you've got grabbers and orbits so the grabbers are the kind of the, the good the decent spin and then the orbits are the high spin okay um, and then you've got the javelin which is like the stout ball that we're used to here in, in regular golden sea which is it, it, it says it decreases the wind effect by 75 percent and then you've got the Ranger, which is for use with in tough lies. So you know you're in the sand and you don't you can't get enough distance. Uh, you use the Ranger ball. So I've only used a few of these. Uh, again, I haven't had a need to with the, with the holes that I'm playing and the contests that I'm playing in. And you, your straight route talent. And my straight route talent. But uh, but certainly you accumulate them as you go up levels. Um, certainly you could buy them. I I've. Um, you know, the Golden Sea mobile app is free to download. Uh, there are definitely in-game purchases. Uh, I, the only, I did one. It was a, it was a Welcome to Golden Tea bundle for two bucks. And it, set, and it uh, looked like a good value and I, I have no problem supporting <laughs> Golden Tea Golf. So yes. I was happy to pay the $2 and get the, the you know, Welcome to Golden Tea bundle. Uh, and that gave me quite a bit of uh, gold and silver and, uh, some clothing options stuff, yeah. or something. Yep, and that's also also worth noting is that's another thing you can buy with the gold and silver is different clothing options as well. So, so I want to talk to you about two things here with Golden Team Mobile. Now, the first, you initially started playing on your iPhone and then switched over to your iPad. Can you notate any differences in the relation to that? I mean, the bigger screen and so forth, but gameplay. No, I think I. I mean, the gameplay is gameplay is the same. I think. Um, you know, everything's just a little bit more crowded on the phone. There's more room to spread out on the iPad. Um, but I don't know that that necessarily affects the gameplay. It's still kind of a, a swipe down, swipe up motion. Um, I kept wanting to swipe really hard when I wanted to hit it really far. That has nothing to do with it. It's purely how far you pull it back. Um, so don't bother, you know, hitting the edge of your iPad case in, like in, I did a whole in, bunch like trying wing, to get a power hit. Yeah, winging your phone or iPad across the room yeah, it, going it, it's, forward. It's purely the direction, not the speed that you swipe forward. So I didn't notice that until I was probably about 70 or 70 or 80% done with my gameplay last night. Is that in the upper left-hand corner, it shows your pullback, kind of like we have the yeah. trackball shot meter right now. Um, and your pullback actually dictates how far the ball is going to go. It basically shows hey, you pulled back 75% or 80% or 90% or all the way up to 100 and that your forward swing, at least in my mind so far, seems to be more just dictating the direction you're going as opposed to the power. So your power is all generated in your backswing. And that, that's, my, that's, that's how I understand it to be. 
I, I don't have any reason to believe otherwise. Um, doesn't seem to matter how fast I swipe forward. It's just the directionality. So if, if your driver, driver and ball combination says it's going to go 250 yards and there's no wind and everything's exactly flat, then, then if you swipe back and go forward, 100% and dead straight, it's going to go 250 yards. Um, so there's no like, uh, I, I played around a little bit with C3s just to see. Um, I think there was a looks, volcano hole I tried to do that on yeah, a couple times. And it, it didn't, uh, it, it, at least so far with the equipment that I have, it, it hasn't provided a big distance. I was going to say, I noticed it's, maybe like. It's more like, for curve purposes, not for distance purposes. Yeah, I, I think I noticed A1s and C3s that we're used to in the traditional Golden T Live. In terms of the mobile gameplay, and to your point, maybe it's more affected later on in the game as you progress with different clubs and different balls. But I, I felt like my A1s and C3s, I think there's a par 5 on Volcano that I was getting maybe maybe 10% more distance. It, it didn't yeah. seem to really have that big effect. To your point, it's more of a shot placement type thing if you have obstacles in front of you. Yeah, and, and so also uh, we're all used to hitting uh, long drives and hitting eight woods high and far and uh 467 yard drives yeah uh don't get used to that early on in in golden Seal yes because <laughs> the equipment that you start with is is quite pedestrian yes uh your driver goes 220 i believe and yeah. your uh has just got a rollover from uh six feet on down a two. Uh, down two down two six feet. mode no okay i'll cut putt those next time that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but it's tough because like your three iron is your like 140 yard club. Yes. So that's coming in pretty low and hot. Yeah, yeah. And you don't realize the elevation change on these courses because it's 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 courses that we've had before. So it's it's volcano, desert, it's desert valley, uh, juniper. Um, but you recognize these holes. And there's elevation changes on these holes that you never even thought of before because you're like, I, I never had to lay it up 200 yards over to this fairway. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, that's way uphill, and I'm yeah. hitting a four iron up a cliff. Yeah, I think uh, I think there was a par three on volcano. I think it may have been like traditionally hole number seven or eight, where I'm always used to like hitting a three wood or an eight three iron or an eight wood into it yeah. and now all of a sudden i'm hitting a driver and the thing doesn't even get up to the level of the yeah. green i'm just short in a bunker but um pr pretty dang cool we, we've heard yeah. about this for a long time tony w what are your final thoughts on this so uh i think it's gonna be a fun thing to do kind of like i like i did last night you know watching some watching some sports something to have on the ipad uh playing some contests have a little fun kill a little time uh, and I think that's what most phone apps are all about. And, yes. And and so if that's what it is, then that's a success. Um, I, in terms of a little bit of feedback, uh, I know the golden uh, the IT guys listen to this, so maybe they'll take some of this to, to heart. I think that, so. First of all, you got to tell you got to tell people what surface they're on. It doesn't tell you whether you're in the fairway or the rough or the sand. Got to have somewhere where it tells you that. Um, and also the elevation changes are, are pretty tough. So I talked about a little bit of reason why we're hitting three irons where we're used to hitting, uh, you know, a seven hybrid or something like yes. that. But um, but it really seems to have a huge effect in this game and take a lot of distance off, even with a wedge. And so if you're gonna have it affect things that much, you need to tell us what that elevation change is because it's not obvious from from just looking on your screen that, oh, it's 10 yards uphill or 10 feet uphill, or whatever the, the unit of measure is. Um, 
you need to tell us what what that is because it really does have a big effect. And then players can make adjustments. For yeah, that. and I because I'd hate for people to get turned off by like, well, I hit the the sand wedge said it was going to go 42 yards and I hit it and it, it didn't even come close. Well, it's probably be, not probably because it wasn't user error. It was probably an elevation change issue. Uh, and the same thing goes for downhill. I had a couple downhill shots that just went far and like, yeah, eventually you just learn the hole, but beginners aren't. Beginners don't know these holes. Yeah. I, I know these holes yeah, because in, I've played them for years. Yeah, in terms of phone games, I, I think as happy as we all are with this coming out, um, and we all want to be successful because we support the game, to your point, I think it's one of those things where if I download a game and the interface is kind of wonky or wishy-washy or I can't really, why is it doing this or why is it doing that, I can get turned off by it pretty quick. My uh, my full-on thought, and you know, I probably played for a half hour, hour last night before bed, and I think this is going to be really cool, and I think, and I hope, the goal is not just the in-game gameplay and the microtransaction or the in-app purchases, but I really hope that as people download this to their phone, my thought would be that IT, their long-term vision, is everyone having this on their phone because it's a free app, you know, you don't have to make purchases, blah, blah, blah. But when you go out to dinner, you're going out to a bar doing whatever, yep. all of a sudden you see a golden tea game and you're like, man, I got this on my phone. This is kind of fun. And all of a sudden, in theory, now they're getting a whole new demographic of customers going from the phone game to potentially the bar game. That would be, yeah, I agree. I mean, and that would be the ultimate goal is to get a lot of crossover traffic. Um, yes. I think it would be hilarious to watch someone that, played hours and hours and hours only on their phone and then walked up to an actual golden tea machine in a bar and watched them try to play in, it. in live stream and i'm sure yes. that i'm sure the opposite <laughs> would be true trying to watch us like swipe really hard on our phone yeah. people are just laughing their ass off but but i think it would be fascinating to watch somebody try to go back and forth who never really played the bar game um and and go from the mobile game they, they, be pretty fun. they probably have a good test base out, uh, I know they got the new offices. Yeah. They're, uh, you know, the, the GT Lounge, the Golden Tea Lounge. I think that would be a hell of a stream is to find someone who simply has downloaded the app, maybe hasn't played Golden Tea yeah. ever, or maybe, you know, 10, 12 years ago, considering they've been out now for 30 years, but to actually see them play it. So I think Kevin Lindsay, Adam Kramer, whoever, should get someone like that in the Golden Tea Lounge. And we can kind of share with the frustration of us trying to transition from a regular bar game to a mobile game. And then someone who may have gotten fairly fluent at this mobile app trying to play the original bar game with a trackball. Uh, yeah. And then speaking of advice for incredible technologies, because Lord knows we love to give them advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, why the hell didn't you have a mix-up Monday of all of the courses from the Golden Sea mobile app? Like, and, and if you didn't do it today on Mix Up Monday... Please tell me you've got a plan for Friday. Yeah, mix because up, mix up. If you mobile want crossover Monday. traffic, I mean, push notification on the screen. Hey, download the mobile app. Get ten free golden tea, regular golden tea teas or whatever. Like, gotta, gotta get. I don't see any push notifications on the screens today here at the gold at the, the splash market. screens. Yeah, the splash screens. So like. Gotta have that Freaky Friday event this Friday. Gotta do it. Yeah, so, something's gotta go. You know, what, what are they talking about? Seven, 8,000 bar machines out within bars throughout America? I think it's like 15,000. 15,000? Whatever it is. We haven't gotten the updated list. I've killed a couple brain cells already with these Coors Lights. But, yeah, you, you gotta get that on the splash screen. I mean, yeah. this is a free app. If, if this was like a four ninety nine or a nine ninety nine app, yeah, I, I could see putting on a splash screen. But someone's sitting in a bar who's going to have a beer in one hand, their phone in the other, 
you got to put that up there. Golden Team Mobile, now available free on your iOS or Android device. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, and, and not only that, just, you know, being able to use the money out of your Golden Tee account for stuff in Golden Tee Mobile. I mean, it's way easier to use your, your quote-unquote real money that's in your Golden Tee player account for in-app purchases than it is to, like, literally press the, yep, I want to spend $1.99, but if I can mm-hmm. spend $2 out of my Golden Tee account... It's just an easier spend, and I'm sure they've got that plan. But uh, yeah. I haven't seen any evidence of it yet in the, in the actual game. So now that you kind of mentioned that, that's one last thing I wanted to bring up. I have notated here the sign-in. So your Golden Tee sign-in, your email, your username yeah. or whatever, cannot transition from live to mobile, it sounds like. It sounds like mm, folks tried yeah, to sign true. up with sign-ons in this and maybe one day they'll be able to link it in the future but it sounded like there was a little bit of confusion on that yeah they probably legally legal purposes they probably have to have a delineation between the two so that's a good point uh well some to shoot for yeah because i no, i i agree that that has been a point of confusion and, and it was a point of confusion with me when i was first trying to log in yesterday I'm like oh i'll just use my regular golden sea account nope it's uh there's a there's a strict kind of wall between the two so it'll be interesting to see if they can break down that wall yes uh, Mr. Mr. Pechion, break down this wall, yes. Uh, Why? Well, I, I think it's, uh, we're about 40 minutes in here. I think it's time to do our uh, our sponsor. That we yeah, have. sponsor. Let's, uh, oh, we, we, this is, uh, this is an existing sponsor, Tony. Yeah, and let's see what it looks like. Yeah, let's see what it says. Due to rapid growth during the course of this last year, as the Podmore Get Better podcast has been our only venue for advertising, we are looking to expand. This is huge. Who is it, Tony? Uh, we'd like to thank Jazz's Jeans for re-upping with the Podmore Get Better po- podcast, opening two new brands oh under the goodness. same umbrella, the umbrella of Jazz's Jackets. Oh. So uh, it, it's, uh, it's getting cold out there, folks. We're in the upper Midwest here in Minnesota. Uh, you know, it, it's almost wintertime, and... And you're going to be going to some winter events. Yes, Austin, and perhaps. You want to. You want to notes down south. Yeah, it can get hey, chilly it can get cold at night. down there. You want to look good for these events. Could be could be church. Maybe it's a Christmas dinner. A wedding. A golden tea guy's wedding. A golden tea wedding. You want to look good, but you also want to be comfortable. Yeah. And so what we've got is Jazz's jackets, and it looks like. You've got a variety here. You've got your sport coat version, Ooh. your long dress version, but underneath, it's just a starter jacket. Oh, beautiful. And so so you've got, it looks like fancy, but it's not. It's comfortable as hell. You're, uh, you're sporting a, a starter jacket. You've got some secret pockets in there. Ooh, for any uh, contraband you may have. Yeah, yeah. If you're you know, going on a flight and you want to, you know, a little bit unsure about whether something's kosher or not. If you need to get something from point A to point B. Yeah, point A to point B. Uh, also, we've got the female version, uh, which is a uh, Gorski fur coat. It looks like a Gorski fur coat, but underneath... It's just a starter jacket. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the ladies love starter jackets too. Not for the look, but for the comfort. Yeah. So looking at this, Tony, as part of their application submission, which we have fully accepted because we are on boards with Jazz's Jean Shop and Jazz's Jackets. Uh, this is part of their fall and winter line here, and it looks like you're saying back to their starter jackets, they have the full licensing of the NBA, MLB. NFL, NHL, and NCAA. Uh, WNBA, still waiting on that. Sorry, ladies. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, That's with, a tough the, with the Gorski, Gorski jackets available, 
uh, you know, we think it's only a matter of time for that. I, I'm sure it's in the pipeline. Uh, and, and we're looking forward to potential springtime. You know, it, we're, we're talking jackets now. In the springtime, we might be talking jorts. Jazz's jorts. Uh, so Huge. I'm sure we'll get an email from uh, our friends at Jazz's Jeans uh, come springtime because uh, Lord knows we've really held business. So thank you to Al Jazz of Jazz's Jeans. Yes. Yeah, he's standing thank right you, next Jazz. to us. Uh, I don't think he knows that his company sent in that that advertising request. Yeah, it so. must have been his marketing director. Yeah, he uh, he, he definitely delegates. So just, speaking, speaking, speaking of marketing, what a transition. Oh, my gosh. What a transition. We're, we're getting good at this, Tony. I, know. I, I don't know. Maybe our listeners don't think so. Usually only get a 10, 20 emails a week, only a couple thousand listeners. But uh, we always welcome in... Uh, <laughs> we always welcome feedback and things in our inbox. So, speaking of marketing, Kevin Lindsay yep. promoted. Promotion. That was a couple weeks ago, I think, right? Yeah. Kevin Lindsay is now the amusement marketing manager at Incredible Technologies. And I, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, everybody has titles. I don't know what that means. Uh, my guess was that it, my guess was that it officially expanded his purview from Golden Tea Bar to include Golden Tea Mobile. I guess that's my guess. Um, hopefully that's the case. I think it makes sense to have that under one umbrella. Obviously, there are two different products, but it, uh, there's a lot of crossover ability between mm-hmm. the two, so hopefully that's the case. Congratulations to Kevin. Been there three years maybe at this point, two years, um, and so uh, moving up. I know that they uh, posted job openings, and uh, there was a, uh, I, don't, I won't say marketing internship available, but you know, Clearly, someone who was going to report to Kevin. Direct to Kevin. Direct to Kevin. Yes. So uh, that is available if uh, you're a young, uh, aspiring Golden Tee player who wants to get in with uh, incredible technologies. Yeah, way to go, Kevin. Uh, super cool. Definitely got to give you a shout out on the podcast for that. Uh, young guy, Monmouth College, Illinois. Bright future. Keep it rolling. Yes. All right. What's next? Uh, Will, did you know that? About a month ago, the 2020 courses came out? Uh, I am all caught up on my Podmore Get Better podcast, and it sounds like, yeah, the 2020 courses are out. They've been out about a month now, Tony. Yeah, uh, so like I said earlier, we'll probably, not probably, we will do a course breakdown of each one. Probably a little uh, 15 to 20 uh, minute little breakdown of each course. Um, But want to get just some initial thoughts on the courses in general, and then maybe each course. So let's start with... uh, Grand Teton, what are your thoughts? Grand Teton, I like it. Um, first two holes, you're typically able to either drive it on the green for easy eagles right off the bat. I think par tends to be right around 30 if you can get the first two holes. And everything seems pretty straightforward on this course, I believe, except for hole 14. I think hole 14 is 14 or 15, the one four, with the small green, kind of quote-unquote island green. Yeah, it's, there's some <clears throat> elevation changes later in you know, the back nine. Obviously, the winds are picking up. Uh, I think it's a good course. It's a fun course. I like my national parks and so forth, so the mountain scenery in the background, always kind of cool. Uh, I play this course well. I enjoy it. I think uh, I think Grand Teton's winner. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I, uh, I like that one is usually drivable, but not always. Sometimes it's a chush. And you're a big chusher. And I'm a big chusher. Uh, I like that whole, whole two of I think other than maybe... Um, Dodge City Hole 1 is the most 50-50 in terms of whether it's truly drivable or not. Uh, you've got setups on, on Grand Teton Hole 1, which are clearly there. Or Hole 2, I'm sorry. Grand Teton Hole 2, which are clearly there. Yeah, and you've got ones yeah. that are like 
definitely not there. And, uh, and you're def you might be able to get up near the green for a chip, but it's probably not a chush because it might be a left breaking pot. Correct. Drinking chip. Uh, so I like hole two because I, I like variety and par. So I think that that makes that interesting. It and again, like you said, it's a it's a relatively straightforward course. And I I, I sometimes I wonder when we say that what whether we've just gotten so used to all the curveballs that Jim throws at us. Yes. That things just seem more straightforward than they used to. Um, because sometimes when you go back and play the old courses, you're like, oh wow, this was. How did I ever have any problem with this course? Um, but uh, so yeah, I, you know, relatively straightforward in terms of the, the 2020 courses. Um, yeah, I, in general, I, I like it. Uh, moving on, Dodge City. I'll give my my thoughts first. I think this is the uh, for the people looking to join the minus the negative minus 30 under club. Yeah, make sure to tag Mark Stenmark on Golden Tea Fan on the Facebook page to get your official minus 30 under coffee mug. And your, uh, your hat patch. Yes. Yep. Um, so that, that'll be the course. I think uh, par on that can be all the way out to, to 31 under. Um, and, you know, there's a couple tricky holes on there, but I think once you figure them out, specifically like hole 16, the par 5, um, for those of you that are listeners that haven't been able to go to a tournament or really watch any live streams, um, it's the, the one with the, the hanging gallows in it. Um, and I, I know that some, originally there were some people like trying to go on the gallows because um, you'd get a good lie up there, but uh, I think most of us at this point are just blasting it over everything. So you're, you're taking a, a straight line right at the green, and uh, you're just blasting it into the dirt. And then yep. from there, you're going to have a wood in because it's yep. dirt, but, uh, but it's a doable shot. Yeah, I, I like Dodge City. I find myself playing it probably uh, between Grand Teton, Dodge City, and Lake Powell. I'm probably playing... 80% of my games on those three courses. Uh, Jamaica and Oakwood, which we'll get to in a little bit here, uh, I think are fun courses, but for me, frustrating. I always seem to goof some, something up. Uh, I think the people I'm competing against in these live contests have definitely got those courses down much more than I do at this point. Uh, but I enjoy Dodge City. I, I think it's a well, good clearly, course. clearly, Mr. 34 yeah. under. Oh, gosh. Here Hashtag we go. ranking riser. Yeah. Will Sandstead, top 10. Top 10 world ranking this uh this, yeah. this month. Oh, oh, oh Andy. wow. <laughs> oh, the, the audience. The Andy audience Fox, top four. Yeah. <coughs> uh, but he doesn't have a 34 on Dodge City, does he? Oh, gosh. Um, oh, yeah. So, third, anyway. Th third course in, Lake Powell. So, when we're starting up games now, it used to be, you know, we've talked about how the interface is when you want to start a game of Golden Tee. Golden Tee, Lake Powell, in theory, I call it the third course, but it basically defaults to this when you yep. want to start a game. You have two courses left, two to the right, boom, Lake Powell, right in the middle. I think this is a really fun course, and I think the theme this year has really been, and they talked about this in the videos, I know Adam Kramer, uh, some of the elevation changes. Some are really subtle, some are very apparent, but as we've started playing more, I think I've started to get some of the little subtleties on what I can and cannot get away with, and I think it's probably most evident on Grand Teton and Lake Powell. Yeah, and I think, um, so in my standard bag that I use on four of the five courses, I have an eight and a half degree 310 driver. Uh, Lake Powell is the only one where I differ from that, and I use the nine and a half degree 310 driver because of the elevation change. And there's, there's a couple shots that are uphill that I feel like I need that extra loft 
and then and the, the distance, and I still need that 310 yard distance. There's a par three that play that can play really long, hole 12 or 13, uh, can play you know up to 340 yards and into a headwind. Uh, and it's, it seems to be a little bit uphill. And there's a couple other shots that are just a little bit uphill. And and I think to your point, I, I have thought about that three, that nine and a half degree on on Grand Teton because there are some really long, slightly uphill approach shots where I think the nine and a half degree would be beneficial for me. Agreed. Jamaica. Uh, well, oh, just before. Oh, go ahead. Uh, aesthetically, Lake Powell. I think I would say Lake Powell is the most aesthetically uh, fascinating and great course that Jim's ever designed. Yeah, I I, I, th- I think it's right there. We have <clears throat> we've had Royal Dubai, you know, night course, very cool. Fox is um, on that train. Yeah, I think so, while Sequoia Grove can be a historic pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I think aesthetically it's really nice as well. But I, I just think I think he did a really great job of using the you know the geography of the Lake Powell area and the and to incorporate not only some nice aesthetics but also make it a really playable and fun course. So I think he did a great job. I agreed a hundred percent. I think the colors of the of the rocks, the varying colors of kind of muddy orange or reddish, and all of a sudden then you got blue sky, you got different blue waters. Very, very cool. Shout out to Jim Z on that. Jamaica Bay. So, Tony, this course kicks my ass. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the cut shots. I sit here and watch some of the other guys who play here at the bunkers, and they seem to just be getting great scores all the time. I always seem to have one or two blow-up holes, especially the design hole. For some reason, it ranges from, like, 230 to, you know, maybe 280. Yeah. But I always find myself either coming up short or long. I, I just can't get my distance for some reason. So, and I, I've got maybe a, a theory on that. So, Ooh. for you specifically, and, and maybe people in general. And I, I, think it's, I think it's a course that, that I end up using a lot of foals on. Like, historically, in, gold, in, regu- in Golden Tee play, I'm not, I'm not using a lot of foals. For regular shots, I might use it on a daily, but not on a regular course because I just never, I hadn't done it enough to recognize. Okay, this is a full five wood, but I can think of it like three holes where I'm like, yeah, if I can recognize that's okay, that's a full three wood or that's a full five wood, um, then it makes that hole a lot easier. And so that interesting, and, and just watching you play over the years, I, I think that you don't you don't do a lot of holes. Correct. And so um, I think that that's maybe why I have a little bit of an advantage on that course uh, compared to some others. Uh, otherwise, uh, notwithstanding my uh, crappy gameplay on Jamaica Bay, I really enjoyed the course. I think it's set up pretty good. There are definitely some challenging par fives. Hardest hole 18 for sure. Yes. Um, multi-tier green on hole 18. You have the direct blockage with some palm trees there. However, we just did see Eddie Godfrey go through the trees and pop an ace on hole 18. Uh, very cool. Very creative. I, I like the course a lot. I, I had done that. I had aced that a couple times through there. I just didn't want to put it on YouTube like Eddie G did to show the whole world. Thanks a lot, Eddie G. Yeah. <laughs> Shot sharing right there. So final course of 2020. Not doing a breakdown, just kind of a little informal, you know, about a month into it, since we're doing a, another podcast here, Oakwood, where Johnny Miller once shot a 51. Johnny Miller once shot a 51. Was he in the minus 30 under club then? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that would probably get him in. So Oakwood Hills, Tony, this is supposed to be a, kind of a country club or a town course type thing. Uh, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. I think there's a couple holes that can get you the the drivable par five. I think uh, can play pretty long sometimes and can play a little difficult, especially if it depends on the left hand side. 
because uh, you want to get it close because you don't you don't want a 70 foot putt but then you're, you're biting off a lot of uh, you're biting off a lot of water at that point um, there's a couple holes that are off drivable par fours that are offset where you can't see the pin that always messes with me if I, I don't mind an offset if I can visually see the pin and yes. I don't mind if I can't see the pin as long as it's not offset so but it once you throw those two things at me you know it'll, it kind of gets me a couple times um, so yeah, I, but in general, if I was ranking them from easiest to hardest, I'd probably say that this is uh, the second easiest behind Dodge City. Yes. Um, one thing, one little quirk that drives me bonkers about this course, it has nothing to do with the holes, the layout, the graphics, while well, slightly about the graphics. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Really? So you can be on some of the early holes, and it might be hole one, hole two, you'll see the clubhouse in the background. And the flags, flags are at full staff. Just, <laughs> just whipping, just, just like whipping. A gale. Yeah, it, it looks like you're, you know, <clears throat> overplaying in, you know, Ireland or something, or the British Isles or whatever. Thirty miles an hour. Nope. You look at the, you look at the wind meter, two miles an hour. What? Well, and I don't the even. The flags are just going. But I don't, I don't even mind that the flags are whipping at the clubhouse, but not on the green. But it's when they go the opposite direction. It gets me. <laughs> Oh, shit. Here we go. So <laughs> I guess when, I hadn't even noticed that one. Because the, the, the flag by the clubhouse is always going dead to, to the right. To the right, yep. And then you'll get a wind that's blowing like six miles an hour left, and you're like, oh, they must be swirling or something. Yeah, I think I think one thing that kind of coincides with this is a couple years ago, you could actually see if your ball was in the fairway or the tee box, you could actually get some clouds, and you could see shadows rolling with the direction of the wind, which I thought was really cool. So I'm guessing it was just something... Uh, they and probably, the, and the flags on the sticks themselves blow in the correct direction. Yeah, it, and I'm guessing that this was just more uh, done kind of like the mountains on Grand Teton, you know, where it's something in the background. It's yeah. just going to be there. They have a little animation to it, just like on Dodge City. If there's a cow in the mud or a bull or a steer or whatever the hell the thing is, and it wags its tail and kind of shakes its head, um, I'm guessing this was just something in the background. Uh, just a slight little pet peeve. I know they talk about they, uh, they don't want to, you know, do too much in terms of investing time and effort into little things like that. So yeah. just a little bit of a pet peeve. We, we like to poke fun. Yeah, we've, so. we've given Jim Z uh, some good shout-outs because I think overall the courses are great. I think they're really cool. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to the new tee boxes already. Yo, um, I find myself trying to figure out where the new tee, tee boxes are going to be. Yes. Because they're like, oh, is this par 5 going to be drivable? Because it's, it's kind of almost close now, but it's not drivable. Uh, so I, I find myself already kind of guessing at where those tee boxes are going to be in like five months. Yeah, so I, no, I'm, I'm not that long even. I'm, I, I'm really excited for that portion. Coming back after uh, an hour, uh, the podcast software we use uh, boots us after an hour. Yeah, it's been a year and a half that we've been doing this. Uh, yeah. Something in the range of 50 podcasts, and we've just now figured this out. How to, yeah. How to stop just before the hour and then come back from a break. You took, you got a little smoke. I played a little events mode. We'll talk about that in a second. Got another uh, silver bullet lined up here. Yeah, a couple, another bullet in the chamber. So we just finished wrapping up, you know, kind of some month-long month thoughts on the 2020 courses where they're at you know the pars difficulty you know the graphics and all that so we talked about the new tee boxes obviously they're not going to come out till spring but let's talk about the 2020 calendar again this year super cool they posted the calendar in time in terms of time releases what to look forward to going on throughout the year so we got a couple things coming up in the next month tony uh yeah uh coming up uh, in like a week real-time rivals uh 
I've never never played. I mean, not never. I, I haven't played it on the 2020. So I had played it at, on my home edition a couple times in the 2019. Uh, speaking of, homeowners are going to be getting their uh, going to be getting their uh, updates very soon on uh, November 4th. Does that the, does that coincide? I'm I'm guessing maybe it is. So uh, let's see. I'm just trying to do some quick math. Probably ship next Monday or Tuesday, actually, and then uh, we should be getting them. Uh, depending on whether you overnighted them or not, your your home edition owner should be getting their updates next week. So that's super that's pretty exciting. Super. That's not on the calendar, but uh, so that's real time rivals on uh, Lake Powell, uh, November fourth. Uh, we've got the November twenty fifth, the twenty twenty remastered week week long event. So this is something we had last year. Um, between the new remastered courses, so I'm assuming it'll be, uh, you know, a mix up of holes of Castleshire and Coral Sands, Sands? Coral Sands, like yeah, Coral Sandstead. Who knows? We'll see. Um, so, uh, you know, they they ended up doing a week long event, and then they had a Freaky Friday as well of with the, the other nine of correct. each course. And so I'm sure they'll do this. I'm sure it was very successful. We pounded the heck out of it here at the back. Yeah, that was a blast. So uh, blast. I'm sure they'll do the same thing. Um, and then, uh, Bla- oh, so that must be Blackout Wednesday. Next thing, I should read ahead on our on our calendar. You're here. fine. You're fine. Uh, Blackout Wednesday, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. I would imagine that's when the special event of the uh, other nine holders is going to be. And then, uh, you know, I think this is on Golden Tee Fan the, the calendar. If you look for some pictures, look through the the pictures on Golden Tee Fan. Uh, obviously, they've scheduled out the release of the remastered courses. I think. Uh, one of them comes out at the very beginning of January. The other one comes out at the beginning of March. Sounds about right, yeah. New tee boxes were, I think, at the end of March. Yeah, I don't, I don't have it in front of me, and I don't have it up on our big whiteboard here in the bunker of yeah, uh, actually, future future things. We should print it out here. We yeah. Put it on a, I, I got a big printer at work. I can print it out. Well, they just moved thing. offices. IT, you could probably send over any old whiteboards you have yeah. and uh, just ship yeah. them over here. You can leave all your information currently on them, and uh, we'll just take that into account. Remember? Remember when we were talking about getting a whiteboard so we could share shots on the daily? This is a couple years ago. Yes. God, we were so young and dumb. Yes. <laughs> now we just use index cards. <laughs> so that's coming up for the 2020 calendar. But, Tony, this week we're back into it. We had about a month and a half long layoff on events mode. Yes. And we had one two weeks had ago. Had to recalibrate. Yes. Had one data. Had one about two weeks ago. Took a week off, and now we're live on Monday. Live with Golden Tee Mobile, live on events mode again, 2020. Yes, so the we, the event two two weeks ago was uh, par three, your best five scores, best five scores. Uh, so it was a week-long event. Uh, yep. And that's a pretty common thing that they've done. They seem to event. alternate yep. week-long events as opposed to uh, then, just live contests. Yep. And then now this week is uh, it's, it's set up exactly like prize play. Uh, regular prize play on, on their 2020 courses, but it's a mix-up of holes. Uh, it's kind of like the scariest holes in Golden Tee Golf, but I'd say it's not quite as bad. They didn't reuse a lot of the truly scariest holes, but there are some pain-in-the-butt holes. Um, and then they say... <laughs> I, gotta right. think of, I gotta think about what I'm talking sometimes. Um, but... Uh, they also uh, have ramped up the winds, so it's the spookiest holes. I think is Ooh, is the theme. There we go. Week. And uh, they've ramped up the winds. I think it's uh, extreme winds and escalating winds. I think are the two uh, adjectives. Did you happen to notice the greens? I know uh, it seemed like a lot of the events were coded as easy greens. They are still easy greens. Really? Yes, and they've 
Whereas before they didn't know how to fix the fact that there were easy greens and just didn't say anything about it. Now literally for every event like this, they say easy greens okay. right after extreme wind. So easy greens. Uh, programming, uh, they got to go back all the way into the, deep into the recesses of the code to figure out how to get rid of the easy greens. So or we, not. So, so eventually, as they tweak the dials, we may get extreme winds and extreme greens. Knock on wood. Yeah. Potentially. But, well, here's the, here's the thing. So... Now we're going backwards. We're in. We're That's in. The, right. We're just in the in the chat mode of our uh, podcast right here. So going back to GT Mobile. Yes. So I talked about how you have to unlock holes and then unlock courses, and you do that by playing a hole and then it unlocks if you get a good enough score. Um, and as you go, so you, like for example, Juniper, you have to unlock um, the front nine four different times because you play it in amateur, whatever they're called, novice. Uh, beginner, expert pro, whatever yeah. it's called. But they've got four different versions, and they ramp up in difficulty in terms of the wind, in terms of the tee boxes, and in terms of the slope of the greens. Interesting. But very much like Golden Tee Golf here in the Banger Bunker and any of the bars around the country, the bounce, that first bounce before it starts rolling, actually, even though like the green might say left one, down one, the first bounce still reacts because it's it's the same issue they have with the easy greens in that they can't the physics of the bounce still react like the full bro- breaking green but then it's the actual once it starts rolling out then it reacts like the actual uh, game says that it does so golden team mobile has the same quote-unquote issue uh, is that it's the physics of the bounce that are causing the problem that's really interesting so anyway it's just a, lot of, I a, a subtlety that you notice and I failed to notice so Par well, th- I played four hours. You played thirty minutes. Yeah, par, yeah. <laughs> par, par threes two weeks ago. Uh, you did fairly well. I chased that thing early, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make a push on Sunday." I gave up, Tony. Uh, the previous par three week long event, uh, I did really well at. I think I took fifth, fifth overall, something like that. It was yeah. like five hundred bucks or something cool. I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna do the same thing." I love to thumb the ball. Uh, I gave up. I I couldn't read the greens properly or something. Buzzing a bunch of holes, couldn't do it. You did fairly well. Yeah, it only takes uh, one little heater. You know, you have one session where you have some good scores, and uh, and there all of a sudden you you're uh, you're in the top ten and uh, chasing maybe top five. So yeah, and that's then, what I did. And then Tony Johnson comes in on a Saturday or Sunday morning, uh, right before it's about to end, and first round of the day throws up a three better. Uh, yeah, kind of so th- kind of pissed me off after I'd played for about four hours, dump a couple hundred into it, and so I had, it w- it had been a late night the night before. You? Yeah. No. It was a Saturday. Family was out of town. Uh, you know, things got a little wild. Liquor store had some craft beer and stuff. Yeah. So I I had driven down here the night before, and then I Ubered home as a responsible non-drinker and driver. J. Ron Curse. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, hashtag J. Ron Curse. Um, and so, but I had to come down the next day and get my car and I was going to play a couple games. Uh, so I was going to try to improve on my score and, and walk in and I shoot that three better. So, uh, yay me. <laughs> sorry, Will. Uh, You're the one who right. brought it up. That, that, that's all right. <laughs> so that's events mode. Happy it's back. I'm hoping they get back into the routine of doing every other week. But I want every I'm, week. <laughs> well, that, that's why I was going to segue into, I'm looking forward to the every other week. We, we talked about how. We play a pretty high volume of games here in Grand. The courses are only about a month old. Yep. We don't have two classic courses like we do with Castle Shire and Coral Sands. That'll happen in the latter half of the year. So right now we're playing the same five courses. Uh, and the daily, 
a lot of times, same dang course, you know, whether it's Dodge City, Grand Teton, whatever it is. So in theory, we're just basically playing the same five courses. I, I want to see that events mode leading up to Worlds. I want to see it go every week, you know. As you were as you were, as you were talking there, I, I I got to think we forgot something. So so you were talking about how you know if it's if the daily's on a 2020 course and uh, that you know that's boring and we don't have events mode and, and you might get into a little bit of a lull. Well, I have found a new gameplay mode that uh, that takes me out of that lull, which is the new closest to the pin that we didn't even talk about. Oh, you yeah, love it. You love that. I, I run hot and cold with it, but but it is fun. It's a good time killer, uh, and it's good. Uh, it's it actually it's perfect for me. There's a you know the here at the Fox Den Banger Bunker. It's about 20 minutes from my house, and so coming down here is a bit of a commitment. And if if I don't have much time, either you know after work or on a weekend just for a couple hours, it's kind of a long drive to just you know drive 20 minutes, play for an hour, drive for 20 minutes. But I do have a machine at a bar near my house. Which is not a Dean vending machine, but the closest to the pins there are two dollars. Yes. Which is the kind of the standard default, nationwide, yeah. nationwide, but they're really not that much more expensive, I guess, mm -hmm. is my point. And so uh, I end up playing a lot of those at the, the bar near my house, and I end up not playing as many here. Although I can still be playing whatever. What, what, when your wife Abby asks you to go run out, get some like yeah. bread, eggs, hey, milk, yeah. and you just happen to take an extra thirty yeah. minutes. We should get some takeout tonight. Oh, how about Carbonis? Yeah. Hey, I'll go pick I'll it up. Go should we call ahead? Nah, I'll order when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> you sneaky bastard. <laughs> but so, uh, so anyway, close to the pin. Obviously, it's a change from what it had been, uh, which used to be hole in one got you a, a part of the pot. Yeah. Uh, at this point, it does it doesn't necessarily. Well, not, not it doesn't. Uh, it's just an accumulation of your of the nine shots, uh, and you're ranked just like a normal prize play game. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously. A lot of people like it, not as much. I like it a lot more. Uh, teach their own. Um, I think it's fun, um, but I do wish. And I, this has been mentioned. This isn't my original idea, of course. But uh, I think what would make it better would. So the frustration for a lot of people is one really bad shot and how that yes. just completely blows up it, your whole it, round. It, it clipped invisitry, invisileaves or something. Who knows? And bad and, bounce. And I agree, it sucks. Especially you know if it's like hole one or two. Like why am I just DNF? It's not worth it. But. My, not my, the idea that I like the best that I've heard banded around was uh, if you get a hole-in-one. So hole-in-ones are kind of almost meaningless. Yes, it's a zero total, but whether you're 11 inches or 6 inches or, or, or hole-in-one, it doesn't matter all that much because you're accumulating these nine different shots. Throughout nine holes. So, yeah, so if it goes in the hole, great. If it doesn't, whatever. But if, that, if, you're, if a hole-in-one got rid of your longest shot, that is valuable. Yes. And I think that gets back closer to the original idea of a hole-in-one really being worth something. Uh, because then you're still, if you get that thousand footer because you hit the pyramid and bounced back to the t ball All of a sudden you might start chasing. You're chasing that hole-in-one mm -hmm. because you can erase that thousand footer. And I think that would be, that would make it even more fun. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope that's an idea that they will at least think about it. Yeah, because in the current game mode right now, whereas previously under the old format, you might take a three hybrid roll at something knowing, hey, I got to get a hole out to get paid. Yep. Currently, you might just say, I'm going to drop a tee and thumb in a high eight wood and take my eight foot shot because yeah. I got to be close. Yeah, if you so, could so you're not going to chase the hole. If you but could here, knock everything to nine feet, you'd be golden. You'd make all kinds of money playing close to the pin. Yeah, so we'll get to that here in a moment. But with the removal of your longest shot, 
all of a sudden, to your point, you hit a bad shot in the first one, two, three, four holes. Yes, the name of the game is to get close to the hole, but if you have that one gross, disgusting 1,000-foot shot and you think you're out of the running, well, here's a little game changer. If you get a hole in one, now you got to chase holes. Maybe you are hitting the three hybrid roll, and you're either going to get in the hole or you might be off the green, down long in the bunker, and all of a sudden you got a 50-foot shot. So I, I think there's a really cool balance with that idea. Whether it's your idea or not, you're not taking the it's credit. Um, but I think that's a really cool I'm dynamic. I'm championing it, but it's not my idea. Yeah, I, I think that'd be a really cool dynamic. I initially started playing a decent amount. I know you and I both tried to get in the first, you know, 40, 50, 60 contests. So we looked I've, at some data, I've been Tony. In all but seven. Still. You've been in all but seven. So we've looked at some data, Tony, and you're pretty strong with Excel. And I've no, yeah. uh, I, I know you've kind of ran some numbers based on contest by contest breakdown. Uh, we don't have the numbers in front of us on our uh, big whiteboard, our big whiteboard, or our laptops, unfortunately. Left behind at home. Uh, the laptop is actually right over there, but uh, but anyway. So uh, for the sake of conversation, we can uh, we can talk in vagaries, I guess. Yeah. So this was maybe a wee, a little more than a week ago. I it was the last time I, I pulled the numbers, and so um, I've got all the all the results of everybody from every contest. And you know, if you can manipulate manipulate Excel, you can pull some interesting information out of it. Who averages the most per per contest? Uh, how who gets the most hole in ones? Who averages the you know the closest on average? Who gets who misses the green the most but still does really well? So you can pull all kinds of interesting nuggets out of it. Pivot tables. Pivot tables. Yes. And so uh, so I've been you know I've, you know it's a little bit of a geeky pleasure but uh but i've enjoyed doing it and so i will again uh, i'll probably pull the numbers again sometime this week um it's been people have asked how, about how many are closing a day on the weekends i don't know nine or ten during the week 13 to 15 or so depending on the day and so you're, you're getting i guess at that math you're getting about 75 to 90 per week um and you can play 30 per day so you can knock those out you know Eddie G's far ahead, uh, not far enough that they'll time out. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I said, I've been in all but seven. I missed I think seven of them pretty early on. Um, but but yeah, since then I've been in every single one because I just kind of stay twenty to thirty ahead and uh, and go from there. Yeah, so that that's kind of a tease for another uh, upcoming podcast that we already have notes drafted for. <clears throat> wink, wink. Uh, but Tony does have the data. So what we're gonna do in a future podcast is basically break down what it takes, you know, average finishing position for first place, second place, third place, and so forth. So if you're someone who really hasn't played CTTP under the current format or as much as the old format, we're going to try to give you a breakdown on what to expect. Granted, this mixes in par threes, par fours. We're going to kind of take a look at it and who's hitting the closest shots, what their average shot is, and what the finishing positions typically tend to look like where you can feel comfortable knowing that, hey, if I... If I finish with, you know, 210 feet, I should be roughly in X amount of position. Yeah, and it obviously varies quite a bit, like you said, because sometimes you get a couple really hard holes, sometimes you get a bunch of easy holes, but, you know, the averages are the averages, and so, to your point, if I, if I get 200 feet, you know, sometimes 200 is going to win. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be top three. Sometimes it's going to be out of the top ten. But on average, 200 feet is going to get you at least $2 back. Yeah, it's a solid so, round, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've got all those numbers. And, and I put a bunch of those on Golden Tee fans, so you can go back and look. They're a little, they're, you know, quote-unquote dated, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, It's been a week and a half or so since I posted those. But, you know, the numbers still apply. I think people are probably slowly getting 
uh, a little bit better at that as they get yes. used to the idea of trying trying to get the ball close, not necessarily in. I mean, yes. you want the ball in, but ultimately you want it like oh, I got to stay away from the fringe because that matters now because I don't want that times two penalty. And so people are just getting better at that sort of thing. And so the averages will tend to go slightly down over time. I would. So just another shout out to Don, Adam, and Kevin at IT. I know you guys are among our thousand couple you know a couple thousand loyal listeners. Do you guys have data on CTTP? Pre-change and post-change, should we call it transition? Uh, Pre-transition, post-transition, any data in terms of what CTTP is doing? We know Don uh, has been in favor of basically killing off CTTP. Uh, I I still think it's a fun mode, uh, but to make it viable in terms of the resources they have, in terms of labor and putting effort into the game, uh, I kind of hope they keep it. I've enjoyed it more, and I've played more CTTP, and you've played way more, Tony. Yeah, and I I know there's obviously people that have played way less. I wouldn't go so far as to say Don is looking forward to killing it off. I think he's looked at it and said, we're just not getting much play out of this. Yes. Um, and my, my fear is that they've they've now found something that's a bit more interesting, that will get more play, but they've that they, they've almost resigned themselves to its failure a little bit. Um, and I'm hoping that we can you know, sp- just give it that last little chance to, to really be something that uh, that will get the play that to so that they really put some resources into it, and I also be curious, because obviously this is happening. I'm curious what holes, what drivable par fours and and or par threes they've specifically excluded. There are holes that that are drivable that that, that never show up, and I'm curious what what that list is. Because but then there's also holes where you're like, oh, what a what a terrible pain in the butthole. I can't believe they included this. That, that, so that's two terrible pain in the buttholes that uh, you've had in the last five minutes. So I need to expand my vocabulary. Yeah. So I, I know you mentioned this on the Golden Tee fan page. You've actually been in a couple CTTP <clears throat> contests where you've had the same hole come up twice. Is that correct? Yeah, I think. But different tee boxes, it sounded like. Yeah, so I think it was the Grand Teton, yeah, something with the 2020 coding yep. of so, front nines and back nines. Yeah, and I think. What I suspect is because uh, so uh, Andy uh, Andy Hansen, right? Yes. The QA guy, doing a great job. Great job, Andy. If you listen, huge shout out. Um, Communication. Yep. Copyright Brian Bernhardt. Thank you. Yes. Um, so uh, Andy uh, sends out every time they're going to do a, a, a bulk update. He sends out kind of the details of it. Well, one of the details from the last one was fixing the front nine, back nine. So I think they had programmed front that. Its own course. So Grand Teton was its own course, and then Grand Teton Front Nine was its own course, and Grand Teton Back Nine was its own course. Probably for casual play mode. Yes. And so um, because that was in there, occasionally you'd get coincidental, like, well, I got Grand Teton Hole 18, and I got Grand Teton Back Nine Hole 9. Interesting. And it would happen to coincide. And so I noticed that a couple times. Uh, but it sounds like they probably got rid of that coding and it, it won't be happening anymore. Not that it was, I mean, I happened to notice it like twice. And so. Kind of like the flag on Oakwood Hills, <laughs> yeah. back, back at the country club. Yeah, just little things. Yeah, extremely small nitpick, but, you know. And it wasn't even a problem. Like, it's, it was different setups. Um, and one of the times I didn't even notice, it was Eddie G that says, oh, you didn't see that that was. Cause oh, was, no shit. It was a different enough setup that I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. But. Well, you, in CTTP, a lot of times you just start getting in a zone where it's like, okay, what do I got to do to hit this close? You're not necessarily looking at the holes, you're just looking at, you know, the whole position, the distance, what club you're going to lose. 
Uh, so, Tony, I want to talk about a couple fun things in life. Oh. Side note, this hits a little closer to home. We just recently had a taco place open up a block away from the Banger Bunker. And, and it gets better. And today, we had another one open up even closer. less than a block. <laughs> Literally, you could hit, you'd probably hit your 54-degree wedge there and maybe hit it about 80%. Yeah, so That's we, how close this taco place is. Yeah, and so the talk, the one literally just opened today, so mm-hmm. I haven't been there. Yes. Uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. I'm definitely hitting it up this week. Uh, maybe twice the, on Thursday. The taco place, the taco place that opened that's all of like two blocks away at the most uh, is absolutely tremendous. They've got it's like Chipotle but like way better. Yeah. Um, they've got this marinated chicken that is just incredible. And yeah. Tinga. Yes. Uh, so I've been doing that a decent amount recently. Andy was mad at me today because I I couldn't come down here for lunch. So then he couldn't go there without me. I guess I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so. Uh, but anyway, hopefully, if this second taco place is anything like the first taco, like, oh, how do you even this is, manage that many tacos? Well, this, this is capitalism at its finest right here. We've got two competing taco joints. All it's going to do is drive down the price oh, yeah. of Mexican food within the two-block radius of the Banger Bunker, and we're all winners at that point. And, Mike, so the tacos are $2 each at, at the new place that's two weeks old. $2 each, and that's completely worth it. Mm-hmm. I'd pay $2 any day. How cheap would the tacos have to be at the new, new place? Mm-hmm. If they aren't as good, would they have to be down to a dollar? Or would I just pay $2 regardless? Yeah, so because I... Because they're so I, good. I know and maybe the tacos are going to be better. I don't even know. You, you, it's you, the unknown that's you, got me so excited. You've well. done the data on CTTP, which <laughs> we will reveal in a forthcoming podcast. We'll have a review of the two taco shops, but... You could probably do some pivot tables in Excel looking at supply and demand curves in terms of price per ounce of tacos, not anything else, but price per ounce yeah. quality. I mean, we could we could hit the supply and demand curve. I'm excited for that. And then I could bring that information to the two competing taco places. Yes, as a consultant. Yeah. You got to get paid I can, for it. I, yeah. They could just pay me in tacos. Yeah. <laughs> copyright Ryan Tansy, except he pays in cash. So that's one fun thing in life. One of the other fun things in life, Tony, it's football season. We're coming into week nine. Tony's touts. Tony's touts. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. Uh, well, yeah, well, let's let's tout it up. Uh, yes, I, I got a fat stack in the back of my wallet because my bookie came through. There was a slight typo this week and I took the action and it paid. Yes, it did. And, so I'm pretty uh, excited about incredible, that. Incredible line. Uh, probably didn't mean to be uh, made a line, but Baker Mayfield minus, or I'm sorry, over under of 24 and a half touchdowns. Touchdowns, not completions, touchdowns. Yeah. And so, so when uh, we talk about turns details. Turns out he hit the under. Yes, he was under. Yep. They, uh, they took the L. I uh, happened to capitalize on that. I was absolutely thrilled. I, I wonder what his actual, like, if it was a season-long bet, I wonder what his season-long bet would be. <laughs> it probably would have been right around there, yeah. I would think. Maybe that was our oopsie doopsie. Yeah, you're, you're basically looking at 1.5 touchdowns per game, slightly less than that in a 16-game season. Because uh, Lord knows the Browns probably won't make the playoffs and play more than 16 games, excluding preseason. But let's shout. Yeah, instead of player props, let's go straight up team games. Week 9. Tony, this is one of those weeks we got early Sunday football. You know what really, it's glorious. You know what really chaps my hide, Will? What's that? Is when there's a London game 
-hmm. and it's not early. It's yes. just like a regular old noon game. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, th 3 p.m. What's London the point of going yesterday? to London if I can't yeah. wake up at 8 o'clock, flip on NFL Network, and be surprised football. with football at 9 yeah. a.m.? Yeah, the only What's difference the yesterday was I think the London game was a 3 p.m. game, local time here. Noon games, 3 p.m. games. It got slotted with the 3 p.m. games. The only difference I noticed... It was dark when they were playing football. It was an evening game in London or something. I, Yeah, sorry. 8.30 a.m. this Sunday, we got a London game. So we're going to go with four right we here. Four. So we got the Thursday game. Thursday. We got the Sunday early game. Early game. We got the Sunday night game. Primetime. Monday game. Primetime. Also, big game this week for the Vikes. Not in any of those time slots, but we've got the Vikes playing KC. Don't know if it's going to be Pat Mahomes or not. Hope not. Yes. Because I want the W. Uh, lucky old Green Bay didn't happen to get Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Horseshoe and Aaron Rodgers. Is there a team Rogers. that runs better than Green Bay? No. Yeah. There's not. Uh, all right. Start off. Thursday, we got 49ers. Speaking of San Francisco. We've got the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday at Arizona with Arizona getting six and a half. I did not notate. I ran out of room on the whiteboard, our small whiteboard. Uh, I don't have the over-unders. Well, we're just going to have to go the old-fashioned way and just just uh, Just wing it. Straight up point spread. So I heard an interesting stat about this game. About yes. Thursday games in general. The average score of the winning team on Thursday games this year is 20 points. So... That tells two me touchdowns, two of, field goals. A lot of close games, which tells me Arizona plus six and a half here. So I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals at plus six and a half. I thought it was a little higher than that, maybe. But regardless of what the line is, six and a half, I hope it's seven and a half. Home, home dogs. I, bet it, uh, I will take Arizona and the points. Home dogs, yeah. I, I know 49ers got a great defense, offense, you know, pretty solid right there. Tony, I'm going to join you in Arizona taking the six and a half. You have such a mobile quarterback with Kyler Murray. We saw that in the last couple weeks. I'm going to join you on that. Home dog getting six and a half. I think it's going to come down to a field goal either way. So I'll take the six and a half with Arizona. Yeah, uh, all right. Sunday game, you want to go first on the, the early Sunday, the London game. London game. Let's go. You take it first, Will. All right, we got the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Technically at. Yes, yeah. technically at Jacksonville Jaguars, even though it's being played in London. Well, isn't their owner uh, British? I don't know. He's like Dubai. Dubai? Yeah. just says... I think he's of. Uh, let's you know Saudi? what we probably shouldn't speculate about such things. Yeah. Uh, moving on. He's from planet Earth, just yep. like just like one hundred percent of our podcast I was, listeners. Yeah, I just I thought he was British, but of uh, Asian uh, of Middle Eastern descent. But I could have been wrong. Okay, so we got we got Jacksonville getting three in London. Uh, these London games, uh, grass fields. I I feel like these games are always close, kind of low scoring. I I don't think I've ever seen one of those. You know. 38 to, you know, 32 games or whatever. It might be a Scorigami game. Who knows? Ooh, I love those. Yeah, Scorigami. Check them out on Twitter. Unique NFL scores have never happened before. Uh, oh, we Tony, had yesterday. Yeah, Tony Johnson, loyal patron on that. Yeah. Scorigami scores have never happened in the NFL ever. So Jacksonville getting three against the Texans. Uh, th this is really a crapshoot. I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan at home. Uh, Jacksonville can pound the ball with Leonard Fournette. Uh, th th this is a tough one here, Tony, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Texans giving the three. Okay. 
Gardner um, Minshew, neutral field. Uh, I don't know. Gardner Minshew looks like the kind of guy that could thrive in, in England, though. Oh, I thought you were going to say porn movies. <laughs> that as Sorry. well. Okay. I mean, that, that look plays anywhere, I think. It, it does. Give, give him one of the uh, Jazz's jeans blazers, Jazz's jackets blazers. He'd, I mean, uh, the only person that has a better mustache than our, gar- than our guy, Gardner Minshew, is the owner of Jacksonville, Shahid Khan. Ooh. Thank you, Al Jazz, for pulling up his Wikipedia. It's not that Shaka is, Khan? No, Shahid Khan. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not going to necessarily dig too much into his background, but he's got a fabulous mustache. Yes, he Even does. better than Shahid Khan, or than uh, Gardner Minshew. That thing is... Thick. Yeah, that is. Thick. It's it's like. It's Google like, it. Yeah, it's like if Magna PI grew a better mustache. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're gonna go. Will you are on the Texans giving three? Giving three. I, I, I'm I have going a fe- the other way. I have a feeling I'm gonna regret that. Unfortunately, uh, I think that uh, the loss of uh, JJ Watt for the season will uh, will be tough. Uh, not that they can't handle it, but uh, I think I'm going to take Jacksonville. Plus three. Okay, butting head. So yes. that will lead us into the Sunday night game. This is actually a, a fairly good matchup. Some of our primetime games this year, especially the Thursday night games, have been absolute dog crap, Tony. So I think I'm kind of looking forward to this. New England Patriots currently undefeated going into Baltimore. Baltimore getting five points here. Yes. So on that Sunday night thing, I because I was wondering about some flex games because I knew that uh, – I knew that Minnesota was coming up playing Kansas City. That yeah, was it like game. last five, six weeks of the season? Yeah, it's they like they, can do, it, they yeah. can do it from like week eight until week 14 oh. or something like that. But anyway, so I was like, oh, are, they gonna, are there any games that they're going to flex out? Sunday night games coming up are actually great. Really? The schedule in general is really, really good. Uh, Monday night games are a wet fart. They're terrible. <laughs> Same <laughs> I mean, as Thursdays, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> but Sunday night, again, keeping with the theme here, we've got the Pats at Baltimore. Um, and that Pat's defense just keeps doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. I think they are going to confuse the shit out of the young quarterback, uh, and they and the Pats are going to roll here. I am going to I'm going to lay the five, and I'm going to take New England. Uh, I'm going to join you on New England. Uh, Bill Belichick obviously played yesterday a Sunday. They're playing a Sunday night game. It's a night game, Tony. That gives Bill Belichick seven extra hours. Yeah. To game plan and for I the think, Baltimore Ravens. I think Tom Brady road. is 150 and 0 in night games. I think really? I think that's a real stat. 150 and 0. I did see a really interesting stat with Tom Brady uh, yesterday, though. During the game, they posted he was 65 and two or 65 and three against the AFC at home since 2006 or something. That's absolutely stupid. insane. Something just stupid. But anyway, that not that this game is at home, but. Uh, I will t- I will lay the five because I think the Pats defense is amazing, and I think Tom Brady with his new Muhammad's new weapon uh, will uh, will get even better. So Monday night, uh, this is basically America's game. And speaking of America's game, last night we had the World Series. Uh, Tony, there were some uh, there were some titties out. Yeah, so uh, sun's saw out. That on, saw that on Twitter today. Yeah, sun's out, boobs out, except it was a night game. I don't know how that worked. Yeah, so apparently uh, in order to distract the pitcher, there was some uh, some women behind uh, behind the catcher that were flashing the camera. Yes. And the pitcher. Supple women. Yes, yes. yes. So it was, uh, yeah. Uh, check <laughs> <out Twitter. laughs> uh, and I guess uh, that, uh, you know, I guess there was two, but one of them has already been banned from uh 
all stadiums. Yes, lifetime ban. Uh, yep. Unlike our own CJ Wangler, only banned from a casino for 365 days as opposed to a lifetime. And and you can go to any um, any stadium, probably. Yes. Unless there's bannings we don't know about. Uh, but anyway, the game, like you said, just this game just screams America. Mm-hmm. Just yes. Dallas at the New York Giants. Get your America's team at America's City. Get your AR-15 to start shooting it off into the air while you're watching this game at halftime. We got Dallas at the New York Giants. Eli Man. Oh no, wait. Daniel Jones. So Dallas at the New York Giants. Giants are getting seven and a half. That's uh, that's kind of a scary number. You talk about at home. yeah. You talk about rivalry games, prime time. I feel like prime time games typically, to your point earlier, lower scoring defensive struggles, you know, whether there are mistakes or whatnot. Uh, I, I really don't want to take the Giants getting seven and a half. Uh, I think I'm going to, Tony. I'm going to go Giants getting seven and a half. I, I think, again, this comes down to a field goal or touchdown game. Uh, I think we're going to get a late, late fourth quarter, either big interception or big turnover. Oh, I see you making some notations. What do you got going there? So, uh, I, I am also not uh, inclined to really go either way on this one, uh, given given the fact that our producer forgot to write down the over-under lines. Yes. Uh, I, I can't go that way, so I'm going to pick Dallas, and I'm going to give the 7.5, but here's what I'll say. I'm not going to bet it yet, because this time of year, mm-hmm. what is really important to look at as we approach game day, weather. Yes. We as we some, learned we yesterday. Have, yes, we have some very bad weather games yesterday, wind, rain. And that can really affect things. So in terms of the over-under, in terms of the spread, I'm going to hold off on this one. If it looks like it's going to be bad weather, that might influence me one way. If it looks like it's going to be great weather, it might influence me the other way. So uh, Dome Stadium, don't have to worry about it, but this is not a Dome Stadium. This is in New Jersey, and it's going to be November by then, so it might be cold. Yeah, worse comes to worse. It's going to be cold as heck this weekend here in Minnesota, so it's just going to keep shifting east. It's going to be pretty cold. Yeah, worse comes to worse, you don't have to bet the spread. You don't have to bet the over-under. You could do what we did yesterday and bet over-unders on longest field goals. Oh, uh, always an exciting time, so uh, screw you to the Browns for kicking a uh, field goal when you're down, what, 18 points with a couple minutes left, and it was over 46 and a half yeah, so, yards. So here's the sequence, and, and people just love to hear gambling stories. So uh, Yes. But this one really takes the cake. So we had the under on the longest field goal at 45 and a half. Sloppy weather. Sloppy weather. No, they were missing field goals. They weren't bothering to kick long field goals. 45 and a half, feeling great the whole game. Comes down to it, it's, uh, the Browns are down 17 points, and they're driving, and they get into field goal range, and I'm like, first of all, they're not going to kick a field goal because yeah. they're down 17, and there's two minutes left. So why are they, Yeah, they still need three scores, but what, what's the point? You're not, it's not like you're going to get two onside kicks. <clears throat> Yeah, see, and what, got, see, and then, see what your team can do on fourth downs, you know. Yeah, yeah what, what kind of heart do they have in them? And, they, and then it, they even got to, like, the 25-yard line. And I'm thinking, even if this idiot kicks a field goal, mm-hmm. whatever, it's only 42 yards. They're going to go for it on fourth down, and then they get a false start. And then they're at fourth and six, and they decide to kick the field goal, which is 47 yards, and we lose our bet. We got our money in good there, Will. We just happened not to win our bet. Correct. I, I, I agree with you on that. But we did win that same bet on uh, the Eagles-Bills earlier in the day. Juicy. Juicy money.
Camel, camel toe snap. Camel toe snap. There we go. Tony, I, I don't have much else. Uh, we're going to try to get back on the podcast train. The weather is definitely oh, shifting no. here in Minnesota where it's going from nice fall weather into gloom and doom winter weather. I think I'll be cooped up here in the Bangor Bunker more. I'm guessing you will as well, yes. considering it's not ski season yet. Really haven't yep. had any snow. It's cold, but no snow yet, so uh, not much skiing for the Johnsons quite yet. But, uh, Will, I think we are now at a, just under an hour and 40 minutes. I think that's probably enough for our listeners uh, moving forward. And uh, hopefully until next week, I am Tony Johnson. I'm Will Sandstead. And it- we have a full banger bunker. Say goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Oh, that was, that was good. good Take job, care, guys. everyone.